Hello again, and welcome back to another edition of the Movie Deputy Podcast, where we are fully and thoroughly interrogating movies for their plot and content. I thoroughly hope that you checked out yesterday's episode, because that one was definitely interesting. The movie Thanksgiving, I don't know if it gives you much to be thankful for, but it's it's going to be entertaining at least for a very specific audience. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about a movie that is connected to one of the largest movie franchises in history. Now, okay, what are those? Okay, we've got Star Wars, we've got the Saw series, we've got all these other ones, and of course Hunger Games fits into that series too. You've got all of the different levels of these Hunger Games and the preparation of the tributes and kind of everything that goes along with the story. But what this new movie is, is the prequel to all of that. And honestly, with where this story is, it almost feels like there could even be a prequel to this prequel because there's a lot of the story that happens even before the story that it touches on in this story but what this story fails to do on a large level is be entertaining, even in the slightest. I will say, if they, if these had come out in order, if this one had come out before all of the other Hunger Games had came out, the other the other Hunger Game movies would have never been made. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, well, that's a pretty broad assumption to make. Okay, but let me start by telling you this. When I when the movie started, the theater was probably about 90% capacity. So we're probably talking 90 to 100 people. When it was done, there were seven people left, including myself. So I think that says a lot about what this one does. Now, what this does give us a glimpse into in a very, very... Uh, entertaining ways. There's definitely parts of this that are entertaining. But with the time frame that this takes place, I think the first one that we see with Katniss with the normal Hunger Game movies is the 75th Hunger Games. This is the 10th. And we get to see how the Hunger Games came to be. But again, that's where another prequel could almost prequel this one because it touches on it a lot, but it doesn't deliver anything on that. And it seems like that that and the whole war that was going on could be a whole story in and of itself. But in this one, you have Coriolanus Snow, which, of course, as we have very much come to know, him and his sister, they live with their their grandmam. A grand, yeah, grandmam is what they refer to her as. And so they're raised with that. But he gets chosen not as a tribute, but as a mentor to one of the tributes because he's after this really large prize that's being, that's being given away. And it's, it's the Plinth Prize. And it's given typically to the student who has the highest grades. So he thinks he's a shoe in and they're going to get out of poverty and they're going to do all this great stuff. Don't worry, you know me, no spoilers ever. But something happens with that prize. And so the mentors now have to mentor the tributes kind of basically to make them a spectacle to the the interest in the Hunger Games has dwindled. It's like there was an interest maybe at the first couple games, but now as of as in the tenth year of the games, the interest has waned to the point where they're they're talking about doing away with the games altogether. And obviously, we know that doesn't happen because of the continuation of the story. 
But in this one, it's... <laughs> I'm trying to think the best words how to do this. Because you know me, no spoilers ever. But the way that this is done, and like in the normal Hunger Games, we see them fighting out in the wilderness and all of that. And here, it takes place in an arena. And just, it, the, ever, the whole setup is different. And they're, they're all the tributes are basically... The equivalent of like zoo animals they're it's it's almost like gladiator-ish like in the days of like where the animals were kept in cages and then it was a fight to the death out on the field that's almost kind of what this is trying to be only it misses the mark on so many levels and, and not just that but this one has has gone places that these movies just should not go now, mind you, I'm not talking about anything typically inappropriate. There is one scene with a, for those sensitive to anything having to do with animals, there is one scene that it show that it very graphically shows a rat bleeding out. It's the only animal scene that is kind of horrific in the whole movie, but it's it's a pretty intense scene. It mind you, the whole scene maybe lasts 30, 45 seconds. But it's enough to to turn some stomachs if you're sensitive to that stuff. But and here we're talking about a movie that's almost three hours long. I mean, this movie is seriously it's like two hours forty something minutes, so it's a really really long movie. But one of the things that takes that's going on here is the snow. The there's a reference that's made multiple times in the movie is that snow always ends up on top. Well, because you think okay, when snow falls, where does snow land? But there's some very important people that become part of the games later on that we see play out here. And we see how these different things are handled and how disciplines are handled and how all this is handled. But all of that, in wrapping up all of it, I mean, you have Guy... It, this this movie is so woke. I mean, it's hard to focus on the story itself because there's so many of these things that just are... It's basically pounding it into your head. I mean, you have movies nowadays that prove that they can just be entertaining without all of that garbage. And then you have ones like this that had such promise to do something. And okay, I always tell people, and in case you've never listened to me before, I never read the books. So if you're wanting a comparison of how this like engages the book and how that brings it to life and all that, I have no idea. I literally never read the books. I've seen the other Hunger Games movies, though. And I will be bringing those to you this next week. Uh, so please bear with me and stay tuned for that. Like, this weekend will be new releases, though. But, I mean, and you may be wondering, okay, how is it woke? Well, throughout a lot of the movie, the a lot of the guys that you see, they're wearing both pants and skirts. They're very much dressing in men's clothes, but they're very feminine. You see them almost in dresses in some scenes. And then you see all of this rainbow stuff. I mean, our, the main character, Jessica, she is, she her whole thing is just rainbows. And, okay, if you're not familiar with her, she is planning on being Disney's next Snow White and just kind of this whole thing. And I guess this is maybe the intro, introductory thing of, guess what? She can sing. Guess what? She's talented in all these ways. And so it's trying to make her look like this sweet and happy little princess that is just playing along on the story. 
but that's not it. I mean, <laughs> and of course, I'm, I like I said, I'll never give you spoilers, so I won't tell you uh, basically how the the whole fight thing goes. But honestly, you could probably guess since we are talking about Corey Snow here and his family, and you're just you're putting all of this together. But one thing this does do that I'm actually really happy about that it touches on is that it touches on how the Mockingjay is part of this and how the other birds and stuff that have a, such a pivotal part in the storyline, how that comes to be. And it's, it's almost like a little bit of like that really annoying announcer talk show dude from Fifth, Fifth Element with a a little bit of Maze Runner mixed with uh, some of the stuff from Diverge, the Divergent series, some of the stuff mixed with Hunger Games series. I don't know what they were thinking. I really don't. I'm not sure what they were going for. If this is what they were going for, okay. But uh, <laughs> is this... Obviously... I'm not alone in the way that I was thinking. Like I said, you take a theater that's over 90% full. I mean, where seats are pretty scarce. And then with there only being seven people left when the credits started. I mean, I knew a lot of people were getting up, but I didn't realize it until the lights came back, back on. And I'm like, holy wow. <sighs> Unfortunately, there's no bonus scenes or anything in the credits. Like I said, this story, it, it explains a lot of how the Hunger Games came to be. But as much as I was just kind of going, why with this movie? I, I kind of want to see what happened before this movie. So I'm just hoping they kind of get back on track because the Hunger Games series was entertaining. It was quite entertaining. And I want to see the beginning, but I want them to get a away from all of this whatever the stuff that Hollywood's doing is because it's ruining these stories. Is that my opinion? Absolutely. Are you going to, am I going to have people disagreeing with me? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a movie critic. I mean, if I expect everybody to agree with me all the time, I would be absolutely delusional, but <laughs> it's ones like this that just, Oh, sometimes it just ties my brain in knots. And this is another one that I was really struggling on the score with. I did give this story a guilty rating. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It's not overly gory or overly vicious or overly any of that. But it's just intense. It's, it's a, just a more intense movie. So I would not recommend this for younger viewers. And the score that I ended up giving this one, again, I really struggled with where that is because, I, again, I'm going to just going to touch on some more of my score things fall. But fives are decent story, significant flaws. Fours, watchable but forgettable. Threes are, if you really must see it, wait for DVD and Blu-ray. There is so much of this story that is just so easily forgotten I, if somebody asked me a week ago if I saw this or not, obviously I'll remember that I saw it, but am I going to remember the details as much as I'm describing some of the stuff to you now? Probably not. And so the score where I ended up with this one was just a 4.5 out of 10 on the deputy scale. Now, if you're disappointed by that, that's fine. 
again, I almost think I'm being a little bit generous because initially when I was done watching this, initially I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> that's going to be lucky to get a three. But then I was really look, looking at different pieces of the story and looking at how it was developing into what the story ultimately did become to be with the later or the earlier, however you look at it, the Hunger Games movies. So I hope this has at least helped you a little bit. I hope that Movie Deputy helps to try, at least try to save you some money and if nothing else, keep you entertained. <laughs> but I will be back tomorrow with another new release. I know I said I was going to be taking Sundays off, but I'm just trying to get caught up on some of this. And then, of course, I had my food poisoning Friday last week and just kind of just other stuff that's going on with life right now. But so... I'm just going to do my best to try to keep them coming to you. And then I will be bringing you the other Hunger Games movies this next week. So make sure and stay tuned, like, subscribe, and share for the latest and greatest movie deputy content. And I will be back to talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.